today on the Disruptive Voices of the Pacific, we are speaking to a man that is not um, a stranger to many. He's very well known across Fiji, and that is Pastor Manasa Kalivosa. I just admire this man and his passion. We're actually replaying an interview that I did with him during COVID, an interview across on Zoom, um, which man went crazy but during COVID we know that there were lockdowns large lockdowns around the world and people were stuck at home on their devices with um, probably more time than they wish they had on their hands and the porn industry took advantage of this they're smart they're always looking for ways to get their product in front of people and they were aware that people were sitting at home on their devices so a number of porn websites offered free um, access to some of their kind of more harder core porn areas. Anyway, I won't go into all the details. But as a result, and I saw statistics come out, porn viewing in particular nations and across the world went through the roof. Um, the Fiji Times reported a number of years ago that Fiji rated fourth highest in the world per head of population for Googling the word porn. And this is alarming. And as a result, there are many young people that have spoken to me and older people uh, have shared their struggle on porn addiction. Um, And my last trip while I was there, I helped train the Lifeline phone counsellors. You can call them toll-free 1543. They can counsel now um, with those people who have been addicted to porn or are currently struggling Uh, The first step to becoming free is getting help. And at the end of my interview with Pastor Manasseh, you'll hear him quote his own personal phone number, which is very generous of him because he wants to see particularly young men free. So he talks about the harms of porn on men and uh, really challenges the men to take responsibility. So enjoy this interview, share it around, contact him, feel free to contact me, There is always help and there is hope. Today I have with me um, Pastor Manasa, Pastor of Faith um, Harvest Christian Church. Did I get that right? In a story. Close, hey? (laughs) And uh, Pastor Manasa has been very busy every day on Facebook. He's been doing his 25 push-ups. So fit for such a young man, Pastor Thank you. <laughs> you should be an inspiration to all the other men of Fiji. Um, you're, yeah, you're an inspiration. So you're feeling a bit sore, though, aren't you? Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit better. The first two days were a bit tough. Uh, I guess uh, the more you do it, the more you get used to it. So I'm feeling okay now. Yeah, yeah that's good. Well, are you going to continue doing it after the challenge? Oh, of course. Uh, it's, it's not just for the 25 days. Okay. I do my morning walk, and uh, sometimes if I miss the morning, I do an afternoon run. If I don't do training at all, I do farming. Uh, yeah. That's another way of making sure that uh, you're doing some physical activity that, uh, you know, your body's being exercised. Yeah. Really, really important, isn't it? Especially as we've um, been locked down and confined a little bit more. Um, but great to have a chat with you. You're in Fiji. I'm in Australia today. But we've been together in Fiji a few times over the past few months. And it's been a privilege to speak in your church and hear you preach. You're a passionate man and I love it. Uh, and you're also really passionate around this issue of pornography, um, aren't you? Yeah. Why do you have such a oh. to address this? Oh, I, I, I'm very, very passionate about this. And uh, it's something that I've been addressing as well. I think in, in some of the sermons I've preached uh, already, 
really focusing especially on men because I think the pornographic industry has been tailor-made mostly for men. Now, that doesn't mean that women don't watch it yeah. and uh, the younger generation as well uh, because then I see now there is no particular research in Fiji to confirm this, but I do believe there is a direct correlation uh, between uh, men watching pornography and the increasing incidence of uh, domestic violence in our country. And yeah. this is why I'm so passionate about it. And I'm using my platform as a pastor to address it. And uh, when you came and spoke in our church, you addressed it. I did a, a PowerPoint presentation in one of our church services on the dangers of pornography. Mm. And uh, especially for those of us who are in the church, uh, you know, as much as we try to live a life that is pleasing and acceptable to God, uh, you, know, you know, you cannot be watching pornography and trying to live a holy life at the same time. They don't go yeah. there. No, you can't live any type of decent life, um, whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, yeah. or the research. What, tell us what are some of the harms that pornography does, um, particularly to men? Oh, my goodness. I, you know, pornography, when it becomes addictive, and a lot of men, unfortunately, have you know, got to that point where they just cannot get out of it. And when it becomes addictive, it ruins their, their, their own lives and then ruins their relationship with their wives. Because if their wife doesn't give them sex the way they want to, because that's what they are looking at, those pornographic sites, then it can completely destroy the marriage. And when the marriage is destroyed, I mean, imagine the impact it has on the family. The mm. children will become the innocent victims of either one man, a husband, or a wife watching pornography. So the impact is very, very disastrous in the long run. And then the children will grow up in a family where there's no father, an absentee father, or a father is not there at all, or a mother is not there because of the breakup. So I see the impact in the family and the impact in the spiritual life. Mm. of a man uh, mm. it, it does affect the the spiritual life there's no time for for reading the bible there'll be no time for prayer because you are addicted to this thing yeah. and i hope that the men that are watching us and uh, listening to this uh you know my standard uh, Jesus has always been psalm 101 uh, verses one and two where david says you know, I choose to walk, walk blamelessly in my house before God. I will not set anything evil before my eyes. Mm, I know. Yeah. I think men has, have to learn to make a covenant with their eyes, what they see, especially when nobody's watching. Yeah. So this, I'm so passionate about this. Yeah. Even as we talk about this, I'm, I'm very passionate about it. Yes, and that's we need to be. Um, just as we've been so passionate going after this coronavirus, we need to go after this virus around pornography. Fiji has really high rates of porn viewing, um, in quite unprecedented. Unpre um, why is that in such a little nation that, you know, everyone seems busy in their farms and playing sport? Why is porn so high? It's a good question, Leticia, and I really don't have a definite answer unless there's a research done to, you know, to substantiate why. Fiji, I think, is ranked third now, uh, relatively speaking, in the world, or fourth. That is so sad. It is so sad for a small country like ours with only about 900,000 people uh, in the country and to be ranked third in the world or fourth. It is so sad. So, as I said, I really don't know what the the actual uh, reason is, but I believe one is, of course, the the easy uh, accessibility to internet. 
Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, almost everyone has an iPhone, mm. a smartphone, and um, and then of course, uh, especially during this lockdown period where people are kind of idle, doing nothing, and if you're already uh, addicted to this kind of thing, to pornography, you have nothing else to do but watch it. So I think that is could that could be one of the reason, and I think another reason as well could be, it's just that the <clears throat> the family unit is not that strong. Mm. That could could be another reason, and mm. another reason I think is that it it's just because it's a taboo subject to talk about sex, or pornography, or anything like that in Fijian culture, in Melanesian culture, mostly in the Pacific Island cultures where these kind of topics are not freely uh, discussed at a family level. Moms don't talk about it. Dads don't talk about it with their children. So unless we talk about this, this will continue to increase in this country. Yeah, I think that's that's a big reason, uh, what I've noticed. And I love Fiji and, and keep coming back. And uh, so, many of, so much of the country does attend church, but uh, the church is so silent on this as well. Um, yeah, that's, that's another reason. That's yeah. definitely another reason because pastors are not bold enough to actually use the platform. And it's a very powerful, influential platform when a pastor yeah. uses that pulpit to address this issue. And uh, I guess some pastors are not uh, bold because maybe some pastors are caught in it as well. I mean, sad to say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is. It's so addictive. Um, yeah. and then as a Christian, with the addiction comes the shame. And even if you're not looking for porn, porn comes looking for you on the <laughs> yeah. phone. And, uh, and we haven't learned how to engage in the issues um, that are currently, um, you know, impacting especially our young people. And when we're silent, um, darkness breeds. Um, and that's why it was so refreshing for me to meet you um, and your passion about young people and you speak strongly to them on these issues, on relationships. Um, and we've just got to keep encouraging, particularly the church across the nation. Um, this yeah. A modern-day humanitarian issue that unless we address it um, together as the whole, the church, the family, the village, um, it's wiping out our children. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I think the other thing you know, I've I've been shocked at is the amount of um, when I'm in Fiji and we've got the same issues here in Australia is reading in the newspapers the amount of old men who are raping their granddaughters or the sexual abuse in the village. And, and I think, you know, um, pornography only fuels this in a great way. Yeah, absolutely. So sad. And that is very true. And that's something I addressed in one of my sermons, sermons maybe last week, I can't remember exactly, where I just talked to grandfathers and fathers, mm. you know, who are abusing their own children and grandchildren, raping them, the, the increasing mm. incidence of incest. Uh, it's terrible to think about this. I mean... Uh, I, I, it comes back to us men, I guess. I, I, I have to take responsibility as a man because it has to begin with the man. That's what I believe, Letitia. Mm. It has to begin with the man. Men must be responsible, must become men of responsibility, men of strength, men of decisiveness, men of conviction, men who love their wives and love their children. And unless men uh, understand this, then they will just see women or even young girls as uh, sexual objects, you know, I think one of the problems as well, Leticia, is this, because sometimes in our Pacific Island culture, women are like, uh, uh, you know, they, they are like uh, inferior to men, you know, and mm -hmm. the, the words that are often said, oh, women's, a woman's place is in the kitchen. 
And anytime you hear that, I mean, anytime a man says that, he's speaking from a, 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 a position of superiority, mm -hmm. which means the woman is inferior. Mm -hmm. And as long as you look at the woman as inferior, then the woman can become an object, a sexual object that mm -hmm. you can uh, manipulate for your own mm -hmm. sexual gratification. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if that perception does not change, and this will continue, we have to understand that we are all equal in the eyes of God. Men and women are equal, but different. Absolutely. We are equal, but different but different so different <laughs> um, and you know i've uh, i've written some books called disruptive women i think you need to write some books called disruptive men um, these are some of the issues that we need to confront um in churches in our cultures um and so thank you for being that voice before we go um if there are people who are struggling i mean you know we don't want to bring shame and cause them to hide away further uh, where can especially men go to for help? Thank you, Letitia. I'm available, Letitia. My phone number for those of you men who are watching this, if you are addicted to pornography, you don't know how to get out of this, I'm available to help you. And I can assure this, whatever you share with me, it's between you and me. Okay, and I'll pray for you. My phone number is this 7535057. Take that number down. 7535057. You can message me also on Messenger on Facebook, Manasa Kolibuso, or email mkolibuso at yahoo.com. Mm -hmm. So if for you men, if you're looking for somebody that you can uh, confide in in this area of your life, I'm available. That's mm -hmm. my phone number. I've given you my contact. So now you have no excuse. You can get in touch with me. We can talk like men. I just want a man. If you're man enough, Face a man like me. Let's talk. Let's talk this over so that you can get out of it. Great. I hope your phone gets inundated. And I know we, we mentioned women really do struggle with this as well. And um, women, you can message me on Facebook. I'm not in Fiji, but I will uh, connect you with women in Fiji. Um, I can really help you as well. So, but Letitia Shelton on Facebook. Thank you from Faith Harvest Church. Nasori, thank you for what you do. Thank you for speaking up and I hope that I get to be back in Fiji with you very soon. Let me know when you come back to Fiji. I'd <laughs> love to have you back in our church. But thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And by then your muscles will be so... <laughs> More there. Easily I see your suffering, I see the pain beneath that bowl of smile. Come out from hiding, the sun is rising. Let the islands hear reason. Let